Thanks for taking the time to listen to this NHS Employers podcast. For all the latest NHS HR workforce information, visit www.nhsemployers.org. Welcome to the NHS Employers podcast on mental health. One in four of us at some point in our lives will be affected by a mental health problem. There is now a wealth of information, support and tools around mental health, but we still have a long way to go. I'm really pleased to be joined today by Emma Mamo, Head of Workplace Wellbeing at Mind, and John Bartlett, who has his own consultancy and is a coach and mentor. Um, Could I ask you, John and Emma, to introduce yourselves, please? So very happy to be here. Um, My role at Mind as Head of Workplace Wellbeing is focused on working with employers to um, educate them about how to create mentally healthy workplaces at an organisational level and then also working with line managers so they understand how they can support the mental health of their team members. Um, And then we're also increasingly working with networks of employers that are coming together to share best practice within their industry and sector. So again it's about trying to have that business to business um, education which is really key. I spend the majority of my time working with line managers and leadership teams to change their approach towards mental health, uh, particularly around personal resilience and also setting in place uh, the structure which will enable people to succeed and do well whilst battling mental health conditions. Thank you. Before we go into the podcast then, how do you both sustain your own mental well-being? For myself, I use a, a combination of diet and exercise as the first uh, line of defence as it were. However I also speak regularly with uh, healthcare professionals to help myself. I have to deal with a complex needs service for the nature of my conditions. I have bipolar disorder. So really for me it's an awareness uh, piece more than anything else. For me I just have to reflect on the things that keep me well um, and then I think being very grateful for the things that are going well in my life and then just trying to reflect on things that maybe not going so well and try and address them and keep moving forward I think that's what keeps me healthy but definitely friends friends and family are a huge part of my life. From the work that you both do what are the things that you think keep people mentally well at work? Well I think for people it's very individual isn't it and I think what we would do is encourage people to sit down and think about what keeps them well at work what they need to do to sustain that and then to think about what might impact negatively on their mental health in the workplace Um, how that might then affect how they might do their job and then what that needs to be put in place to help them manage that. Um, I think a useful tool from the health world is a wellness recovery action plan that people use once they've had an experience of a mental health problem, which again, as I said, makes you think about what keeps you well, what might be the signs you're struggling, what you need to do if you're struggling and what your health professional might need to do to support you. You can then use that simple framework in a workplace context where you think about, as I said, what keeps you well at work, what might be um, a trigger for poor mental health, what might be the sign that you're starting to struggle, and then what's helpful for you to do, what's helpful for your line manager to do, and also maybe what's not helpful for your line manager to do. So you've kind of got that all captured. So I think that's a really useful way that everyone can then have a very individual plan in place to support them at work. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree. I think with deadlines and increasing pressures in, in workplace, it's it's a real challenge, I think, sometimes for people to, to notice their warning signs, notice what's triggering them. So anything that can help in that is useful. Also, I think there's something about um, awareness within the broader organisation. It's hard sometimes for people to disclose mental health conditions, and anything that's going to make that a little easier is, is to be encouraged. 
And I think linked to that, it's, it gives the line manager permission to broach the subject. So if you've already had a conversation saying an early warning sign that I might be struggling is, I mean, for, for my example, um, if I come into work and I turn my computer on and I don't really chat to people, that might be a sign that I'm feeling a lot of pressure. So my boss can then email me and say, Emma, is there anything I need to know about? You've come in, I'm a bit worried. Um, whereas ordinarily, if we hadn't had that conversation, she might think, well, maybe there's a home issue going or maybe she's had an argument with a family member. She might not feel comfortable broaching that. So I think because we've had that conversation, she's kind of laying it out. I'm only asking this because we've said this is an early warning sign. So is there anything I need to know? And if not, then, you know, let's ignore this. <laughs> yeah, I think there's very much something about the trust angle. Once, you, once you've kind of got that, uh, the wellness recovery action plan or something similar in place, anything's open for discussion and also there's there's no worry about offending anybody's feelings it mm. becomes just a free and uh, simple exchange of information and it normalizes it yeah very much uh, you've mentioned their wellness action plans could you tell us a bit more about that and how a manager or an employee could use that in the workplace well a wellness action plan is something we've um, developed based on the wellness recovery action plan which is a well-known tool from the health world so someone living with a health condition um, or a mental health problem they'll develop that with their health professional and it talks about what keeps me well um, what are the signs that I might be struggling what are um, some triggers for poor mental health and then what's helpful for my health professional to do to support me and what's helpful for me to do so what we've done is use that same framework within a workplace context so you would capture what keeps you well at work so for example my plan at work you know making sure I take an adequate lunch break making sure I have a to-do list that I refresh at the end of each day these all keep me healthy and kind of reduce the incidence of stress and then it then captures um, what are some of the early warning signs that I might be struggling and then it will capture um, what are some of the workplace triggers for poor mental health so it's very obvious stuff being out of the office a lot emails building up last minute demands I think all of this is very obvious stuff, but it's good to capture it so your manager knows what it looks like for you. And then you can capture what you need to do if you're starting to struggle. And then you capture what you need your manager to do in response to that. So I would encourage all managers to go through with their uh, team members that conversation and then capture it in a plan. So you've got a ready-made, um, very individual uh, support package that you can implement if someone does start struggling. I think it, uh, using a, a wellness action plan also takes the sort of nervousness around starting that conversation because you've already had a conversation, you've already agreed and if you see someone's health starting to suffer a little bit or you see something that concerns you, it's not a big issue to start the conversation all over again, it's just a referral to a previously agreed plan. Absolutely, it gives you permission. Hmm. If you were a staff member then and you felt that things weren't okay for whatever reason you'd noticed a few signs and symptoms in yourself or in a colleague's behaviour, what do you think people can do? What tips can we give people to start to have that conversation with a line manager and get some support? Well, I think um, first off it relies on you as the individual being a little more aware of your condition. So the more that you can read around, maybe speak with your GP and feel comfortable about that. Um, and then bring that into the workplace. So anything you can do to make your manager more aware will give them the ability to respond more, more freely and openly to your needs. 
think it's useful to kind of talk about mental health on the spectrum, really. I mean, we all have mental health, same as we have physical health. So in the workplace, you might just be experiencing a period of stress, or as John was talking about there, you might be living with a mental health condition that you need to um, talk to um, your line manager about. But I mean, the principles are always the same, I would say. Think about how that experience of stress or that experience of a mental health problem impacts on you? How does it impact on the ability to do your job? How does the workplace impact on your mental health? You know, it's a two-way relationship. And then start trying to think about some of the solutions that might work to support you. And then if you take that to your manager, and then you can start working it through together. So I think it's just um, yeah. thinking through those factors. And I think act sooner rather than later. Don't hold on and be the stoic, because I think that's, that's worse for people, because then eventually they feel the need to go off perhaps long term or, or uh, and, and then they become becomes an issue with the organisation when in fact talking about it soon and quickly would actually mean that you can put the relevant uh, adjustments in place and carry on working. But we obviously recognise that you know your workplace needs to be supportive of that so it's not um, there can be difficulties with that so you can always seek advice I would say if you feel that that might be challenging in your workplace so the Mind um, Info line has um, um, a legal advice service attached to it and we would always recommend people get some a specific advice. Yeah and I think people think about informal networks from the organisation such as mentors and coaches you may not be able to speak to your line manager at least initially so you know do ask do phone a friend ask a colleague that you trust and who will support you I think that's really useful. So if somebody is going through a challenging time at the moment and is off work um, and wants to get back to work but they haven't got that open dialogue with their manager or with somebody who can support them what would you suggest they do to encourage that conversation and get them uh, to a position where they feel able to talk about their problems that they're experiencing and also then move them forward back into the workplace well I think that's a tricky one if the relationship is <clears throat> is difficult between um, the employee and the employer and I think there's there's a, there's a breakout topic there really isn't there about actually if we normalize the discussion around mental health hopefully that won't be the case going forward but ultimately um, it's your own mental health and you can't almost let the organization dictate to you what that is now it might be that you need to speak to your GP and get assistance there um, it might be that you need to take in uh, as I say a workplace colleague as a representative to help you through that meeting but when people have been off long-term sick, things like keep in touch days, which people are familiar with from pregnancy, for example, those sort of little things, they don't have to be all about you know, what's happening within the team um, from a professional standpoint, as much as just socially keeping people in the loop, keeping them involved and things. Um, so I, I don't want to think people to think that all the emphasis is down on the employee. I think the employer has to kind of often step across the divide first to enable the employee to kind of stand up. Yeah. I would absolutely agree. Um, if someone is off sick, there is some good practice guidelines that managers should be making. And this isn't just for mental health, this is for physical health. You know, if people are out of the workplace, they can then become quite isolated and distant. So an, a line manager should be having agreeing with the person, regular contact in a format that works for them, and then making sure that they are positioning themselves as having an open door policy and trying to get... Um, you know, trying to probe if there are any workplace issues contributing to the sickness absence and so on. So again, I would agree with 
John, the emphasis shouldn't be on the employee. But obviously, if you are in that situation and you are wishing to come back to work, then, as I said, getting some legal advice, getting some third-party support. Um, our local mind network, we provide mediation services. So if you feel that, um, you know, the, the relationship with your line manager, you need some extra support in order to negotiate and move forward, there are things that you can access. But we very much at Mind are trying to push for employers and line managers to be taking those first steps. Thank you. Um, we're often asked about reasonable adjustments and how to make adjustments that are deemed to be reasonable, but really that are supportive for the employee and they help. Um, how could you suggest that a manager has a conversation about reasonable adjustments and what are reasonable to be made as adjustments? Well, I, I think reasonable adjustments have uh, become a legal term that everybody knows uh, and they're often kind of rooted in offices, but actually there's a variety of things that you can do to support people across any working environment. So I'm thinking perhaps within the NHS, things like uh, how you roster um, shift patterns on the ward would make a big difference. Um, and dealing with uh, tough situations, things like A&E, I'm guessing space for people to decompress afterwards or a buddying system to debrief on, on serious incidents. I would agree. I think, you know, when we talk about reasonable adjustments, I think it's more helpful to think about support measures and workplace adjustments that can support people. And that could be changes to how they perform their role. So we know of someone who takes their one hour lunch break in free 20 minute blocks so they can manage their mental health and take time out when they need to. So it's looking to see if you could accommodate that within a ward situation or other um, environments within the NHS. And then you can then look at how people um, their actual role itself if there are certain tasks that maybe could be reallocated and then as John was talking about you know providing support to people if they are going through challenging situations at, um, at work so debriefs I think are really important in a variety of settings you know if you're dealing with the general public or if you've been dealing with challenging situations being able to process what happened, the action you took, reflecting on whether, you know, what you did well, what you could improve in the future, um, and then other learning points, and then you can put that to bed and move forward. So just um, providing support and buddying systems and debriefing just really helps people manage the, the impact of their job on a day-to-day -day, day -day basis. Thank you. It does sound like um, and we know that there's a, a real shift at the moment in terms of people's understanding and support um, around mental health and continuing to work with mental health, which is great. Um, but there is, as we've said here today, a long way to go. If you were to give an employee that had a mental health issue um, some top tips for what they could do to support themselves, what would that be? Um, I, as I said at the start, I think that the diet and exercise thing makes such a difference and having um, good friends and family around you to support you. Um, but I think my, my, my single top tip would be seek help sooner rather than later. Don't let, it, don't let yourself become weighed down by it. Don't let yourself struggle. Um, there's plenty of help out there, that's what I'd say. I would agree with what John said and I, I guess I'd also add to it that we all grow up knowing what we need to do to be physically healthy. We don't really have that same knowledge about what we need to do to be mentally healthy. So I think if someone is living with a mental health problem, it is necessary, as we said, to think about well, what keeps you well, what are the healthy behaviours you need to kind of sustain and then also what needs to happen and how people around you need to respond if you are starting to struggle and what they can do to support you and what you can do. Are there any tools, resources, signposting that you want to make sure that our listeners know about before we end our podcast? 
Absolutely. Mind has uh, created a wealth of resources for line managers and you can access that by going to our website mind.org.uk forward slash work and that really breaks down what we've been talking about today. You know, how do you promote well-being amongst your staff? How do you tackle the causes of work-related mental health problems and how do you support staff no matter where they are on the spectrum? So I would definitely signpost people to that. And then also um, we have our Mind Info line, which can um, direct people to support in their area. So um, the Mind Info line is 0300 123 3393, and it can really signpost people to the support that they might need. Absolutely. I think the resources uh, that Mind have are pretty much the benchmark, but there are other things out there. So, for example, if um, managers are CIPD qualified, there's a very good resource on the CIPD website. Um, if you're talking about awareness raising, obviously time to change which mind partner in. Um, there's some great resources and materials out there. I think anything which is going to start the conversation which will move you forward. Thank you very much Emma and John for your time. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you.